podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Villa View post-match point in association with Purity. I absolutely, I don't even know how I'm going to do this show. I just feel on, on top of the world. I feel like I, I could laugh, I could, I could cry. I've just got so many things going through in my head at the moment. I'm joined by Chris Dolan, fresh, fresh from a break. And Chris, what a way to come back from, from your little break. Aston, I can't remember what the score was. Aston Villa oh, 7, Liverpool 2, was it 7-2? In the could end, be, it, it, could, it could have been could any be. score. Could have been ten, could have been eleven. I, 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 I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I'm absolutely. My throat's going a little bit. I was in, in my local there having a few shandies, and um, it's a shame that I had to do this because I'd, I'd been on the air bombs if it wasn't for this. But um, oh. un- unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I, don't, I literally yeah. don't know what to say. I'm completely speechless. Um, we were just phenomenal from back to front. Um, <sighs> You know, there wasn't a weak link in the team. Every time we went forward, I thought I thought we would score. Um, when they when they were big pinging balls in the box, we were we were we were there. We were in the way. We were blocking shots. We were getting our body in the line. Um, everyone seemed to know exactly what they were doing. I thought Barkley was sensational, absolutely sensational. Now we have we've got two players that can carry the ball. Yeah, massive. Literally the full length, literally the full length of the pitch. He just, he was phenomenal, like phenomenal. And um, I mean, I just, I just say cheers. I'll just drink myself a little, have a little slurp. It's literally like I've been waiting. I've done so many miserable shows over the years. You'll have done some miserable ones as well. I've like been yeah. waiting for, for, for a moment like this. And I actually don't know what to do. It just, I just, I don't know how, I don't know what's just happened. I can't even compute in my tiny mind. What's just happened? I mean, I think we can all all thank the groundsman for forgetting to uh to mow the pitch yesterday. I think obviously Sunes thinks that had something to do with it when he was when he was talking at half time. I just I just cannot believe what's happened. Yeah, I mean that's just nonsense. I mean, listen to what I, I think it's hilarious that if, if that's the way if that's what Graham Tunis wants wants to say about Aston Villa, then that's fair enough. Like I respect Sunes. I think he's a very good pundit. I don't agree with him slating Jack. I think you think he's I think is he's got a thing about Jack. Which I think is um, is is a bit out of order, but I was saying off air there um, to to Adam. As much as I respect Leeds and Bielsa, um, I think the media have just forgotten about us, and they've forgotten about you know. Sorry, my phone's gone off. In the front oh, wow. They've they've forgotten about us. They've forgotten about you know who we've bought in. They've forgotten about you know the owners, what we have, uh, the backing we have. The players we've bought in, and I just think everyone now will wake up and and realise what we've done. I mean, even if we get stuffed next week by is it Leicester two weeks time? Like, yeah, it's seven two. We we didn't even beat the reserves seven two. No. We beat the <laughs> reserves like was it five nil? And we went absolutely yeah. tanked them, absolutely battered them as well. Like battered them. You know, the only thing I can say is that both their goals were sloppy. That's all. That's all. No, I'm no, don't say that. That's literally. Say that. But that's. I mean, that is literally like nitpicking. Like nitpicking, their goals were were 
very avoidable. I mean, I feel like I might wake up in a minute and this has all just been some kind of kind of crazy dream. I actually thought that we would, would give him a scare. I, I predicted 2-2 two, two in our, uh, yeah. our, our, our pre-predictions that, that we did. And I thought when we went 2-0 two, two up and they scored, I thought I said something in the WhatsApp group earlier about us maybe, maybe drawing 2-2 two, two and ending up being disappointed with it. And I thought, oh, God, here, here we go now. They, they scored, Liverpool scored a goal at a good time, even when they got the goal back. Yeah. In the, in the second half as well, I thought, oh, God, I, was, I never particularly felt comfortable. But then last 10, 15 minutes or so, you can, you can just enjoy it. And as I say, we've had so many dark days do, doing these podcasts and, and doing these shows. I mean, I think about the ones at the back end of last season where I thought we were finished, thought we were going down to, to be coming on yeah. here and talking about us beating the champions 7-2. It's yeah. like the most unvilla thing ever. I mean, it's been a crazy weekend of football in general. The yeah. Man U game was, was pretty crazy as well, but... We just took all the attention away from that game and we were absolutely brilliant. We had a plan and we executed it perfectly. You even just think about the set-piece goal. You could see, by the way, they were, talk they were talking that we'd been working on something. We had a plan and everything we did today, we, we just executed perfectly. And it was, it was a joy to watch and to have a striker scoring a hat-trick, Jack running riot against them, Ross Barkley, having one of the best debuts I've, I've ever seen from a Villa player. It's just so rare that everything clicks and to do it against a team like Liverpool as well is just incredible isn't it Chris? Yeah and I, I just like talking about like sort of doing like dark podcasts and, and having some some bad times I, I think Tom should be here really mm. kind of missed I think Tom deserves to be in my seat um, nice. you know I feel like I kind of feel like I'm here taking over the glory and Tom should <laughs> be here doing doing what I'm doing so Tom you know you're missed he won't be watching he won't you, be should, watching. you should be here you, you, you probably won't be watching, but listen, you know, I'm, I'm giving you some love, man. But um, no, you're absolutely right, man. And I think the goals that Watkins scored, I mean, it was the perfect hat-trick, which is always yeah. great to see. The last, I think the last perfect hat-trick we had was Gabby's against Man City. Uh, yeah, opened right. the season, 2007, 2008. Yes, yeah, so um, 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That um, that in itself was I thought I thought Watkins was sensational. I thought Jack was just did Jack even break sweat? Did he did he break sweat? He's just he's unbelievable. I mean that pass that pass for I think it was the pass to Trezeguet was it for the second? I mean there's so many goals I can't remember the pass in the first half where he's clipped on, on the outside of his foot and then I think it was I think it was Watkins second maybe. Um, but it's it's I all mean, rolled into one for me. I can't remember any I of it. I thought again, Matty Cash, Matty Cash was outstanding. Yeah. Um, Conza was outstanding. I thought Martinez made some big saves in the first half. I thought yeah. he kept us in it. Um, they had all the ball for the first half an hour, and um, even at two 0 you're sort of thinking, how long can we hold out? How long can we withstand the pressure? But we we just we didn't. We didn't stop playing our game. You know, we didn't sit back. We didn't. We didn't worry. We didn't stress out. We didn't panic. We stuck to the game plan, which clearly we were so well drilled on. So, I mean, kudos yeah. to Smith and and Terry Cutler, um, Shakespeare. Um, you know, phenomenal performance from from back to front. I thought Louise probably didn't have his best game. If I'm being honest, he looked. He was probably like the only maybe seven and a half, eight out of ten. The rest. That's, still a pretty, that's still a pretty good game. But this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you have to analyse something, then the only thing I, I can analyse would be possibly Luis give the ball away a few times in some dangerous areas. But 
I mean, he was he was a seven and a half, eight and a half out of ten. Everyone was for me was a ten out of ten. Um, thought Target again. Target's come in for a bit of criticism. He was outstanding. Didn't do a thing wrong. Um, McGinn was back to his best. Barkley was sensational. Trezeguet just worked his socks off. Like yeah, I thought I really liked Trezeguet. Unbelievable. I mean, you talk about players playing for the shirt and playing for the badge, and you know every fan. And sadly, there's no fans on the terrace, but you want to see. You want to see that from him, you know. He just he, he just works his socks off, and he just he loves it, you know. He just loves he's a guy that just loves playing football, and um, I think it's, it's his, his attitude was outstanding, outstanding. And um, I mean, what, I just tweeted, was it was it a dream? Was is it a dream? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's got to be. Is it a dream? I mean, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and it's going to be Monday morning, and and we got beat three <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll absolutely take games being like that. If, if we can't be in the ground, but the payoff is the fact that we're going to go and steamroll the, the best teams in the country, then I'll absolutely take that every day of the week. Obviously, it's a shame that there's no fans there. But we're all gutted. Can you imagine what it would have been like under the lights at Villa Park tonight? That would have just been incredible. And obviously, I would have been doing fan cams afterwards. And one of the people I would have spoke to would, would have been Adam Wright, used to be the first person I spoke to after every game. So it's only right, a bit of a pun, it's only right that he's, uh, that he's here and he's, he's the first guest on tonight. Adam, I can see, I mean, you've, you've not stopped smiling. I can see you in the top of my screen. You've not stopped laughing and smiling all, all the way through. It's great to see you and great to speak to you. Just how do you even begin to sum up what's happened tonight? What a night. I cannot believe it. It is just one of those nights that you just dream of. You couldn't, it, it couldn't have gone any better. I mean, that was the reigning champions. I mean, this wasn't like anybody take. This was the reigning champions, recent European champions, and we absolutely destroyed them. Could have been 10, 11, 12. I mean, we looked like we were going to score every time. We went every, over. every time we attacked, oh, I agree. Every time. What, yeah. what was going on? I mean, just dreamland. Absolute dreamland. The only disappointing thing is we weren't there. Imagine mm. the scenes. Imagine the scenes in the whole and well, the whole ground tonight. Oh, the mate. atmosphere would have been unbelievable. That's the only disappointing thing thing for me because it would have been one of those nights and it is anyway but it, if we would have been there we would have soaked in that atmosphere and just it would have been that, one of those nights that you never forgot for the rest of your life unbelievable what were your expectations going in because as I say I, I had a I fancied us to give them a scare I, I've got to say obviously I was never predicting a a seven two, but did, did you fancy us pre game? <laughs> no, not really. If I'm being honest, and, and even after we scored and we went one nil up, I said, um, "Blimey, this is going to be a long eighty nine minutes." Now this is, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're just expecting them to fly at you. And then Ross Ross Bartley misses a great chance to make it 2-0 and then you're thinking oh no that's going to come back and haunt us um, 
But it it didn't. <laughs> he just went on and scored more goals. And then they called it back to 2-1. And then you're thinking, oh, hang on a minute. Here we go. But we were straight back on the front foot. And we took it. I mean, that's what I loved about tonight. We never sat back. We just kept pushing for it. Pushing. I'm lost. I generally cannot believe it. What have we just... Who was your who was your man of the match tonight, um, Adam? Because it's it's hard it's, it's hard on the call. But who, who would you say? Obviously, Watkins with the hat trick is clearly the the favourite. But I Ollie, think you yeah, you've got to give I mean, it. I mean, everybody was brilliant, weren't they? But I think you've got to give it to Ollie. I mean, he obviously scored a hat trick. I mean, he'll be fuming that he hasn't got more, got won't he? Four or to five, yeah, yeah. But um, he got his hot. He got. His, his hat trick, but it wasn't just that he held it up superbly. He laid it off superbly. He he looks as though he's got everything, doesn't he? He, he looks as though he's got the all all round game. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. But the way he holds it up, fantastic. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, he gave Van Dijk some scares, didn't he? Legend. Oh, oh, yeah. And they tore that, that Liverpool back line. Never seen, never seen anything like it. I mean, what a start to the season. Nine points out of nine. I've income right in saying that result puts us second. Second, yeah. Yeah, yeah second, yeah. yeah. With a game in hand, imagine if we'd have played Man City and beat them, we'd be top. No, no, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is this is balmy. Yeah. What did you What did you think of Barkley? I mean, it was an incredible debut from him. I mean, yeah, for, you could say it was a bit harsh for for Connor to drop out, but that yes. he was part of the game plan, and you can't argue with with the end results and and his performance. I thought that was an absolute sensational debut. Can't argue with that. I mean. He'll be disappointed that he's not walking off with a hat trick. When I mean, he'll be disappointed he didn't get a hat trick, and Jack will be disappointed that he didn't get a hat trick. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, back to Ross Barkley. I mean, the potential when you think if he's going to be in that hole there, he's got Watkins. And McGinn, oh, the possibilities there. I mean, my mouth's drooling. I mean, for the rest of the season, it could be sensational. I mean, I don't want to be all getting ahead of my self here, but we've just beat the champion 7-2 it's difficult not to isn't it yeah I think, I think you know beat anyone 7-2 regardless if it's if it's Liverpool is is a phenomenal a phenomenal performance and um we haven't scored more than six goals since we beat Derby um six six nil yeah um uh Petrov under goal but um I look at that spine Adam and and yeah. you know I, I love seeing young English players playing at the top of their game and I think Konza for me Konza oh. is just 
come on, how did this work? And you look at Joe Gomez and Conza, and they've, they've come through the same the same system. Uh, Gomez came through Charlton. Um, Conza came through Brentford. Similar age, similar stature. Gomez got ripped to shreds. And I'm not saying Gomez is a bad player. He's still a phenomenal player. Like you know, he's won the league. He's won, he's, he's won the Champions League. This is just a, this is this is just one result. So we can't we can't all, all start all, all of a sudden start criticizing every every player in that Liverpool team. But I just think. Konza is just honestly he is phenomenal. And I said a few weeks ago, I said I think he's brilliant. I can see I can see him being in the England squad. hundred um, percent. You know, very, very soon because he is outstanding. Outstanding. 100%. Me personally, I think cut him a of Mings. Mm-hmm. I really I, I really like him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, like Chris said. He, he's come on. He's come on leaps and bounds. You you think about that when we came back after lockdown and he was he was playing at right back and he hadn't really established himself yeah. in the in the Villa team at that point. But then towards the end of the season, just absolutely the making of him. And he he started this season like like, like a house on fire. And he'll probably be a little bit disappointed that, that we've conceded two goals and some of the other defenders probably will be as well, which is absolute madness considering what, what what's happened tonight. Adam, just just before you leave us. Just give us a, a cheeky little prediction of where you think we'll we'll finish. What, 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 oh, don't, what, calm down. Stop down. Stop down. I just want to know. I just want. I just want to know. I just want to know. I I think you've got to be happy with anything in the top half, haven't you? But after tonight, it's difficult not, not to kind of dream. I mean, I but know. let's be real. Let's be realistic. We still. Obviously, um, kind of under dogs, aren't we? And and you'd be happy if you finished in the top half. But if we keep on like this, and the confidence now must be sky high going into the next match. Absolutely, it's difficult not to dream. I, I I've, I've got to be honest. But hey. Let's I, I, I still take off. see what still happens. Still yeah, off. I think I probably would, but hey, stranger things have happened, haven't they? Yeah, it's been great to have you on, mate. It's always good to see your face and always Cheers, good to guys. see you smiling Thank as you. well. Good to see you, mate. No, no doubt see we'll have you on again. Take Love care. You. Hope your family's good. Hope everything's good, mate. Good to see you. Yeah, done. Cheers, Chris. See you later, guys. See you, bro. See you later, man. I'm still. I mean, just to see someone like Adam, who I'm used to seeing after after home games and and seeing him so happy, it's really really nice because obviously we can't be there at the, at the moment. I think it was Craig Taylor Broad in the comments was talking about Barkley a little bit. I just wanted to ask you about the, the little tweak that we had to the system today, because Smith kind of fooled us in the week saying we'd be four three three. We play. We usually play with two eights. Barkley will play as one of the eights, but. We obviously it looked like we went to a four-two-three-one today. McGinn sitting in there with Louise and giving Barkley the freedom to just link up with Grealish. It just, it just worked an, an absolute treat. And seeing those two link up was something Liverpool Liverpool could not handle them. It wasn't about us struggling to deal with them. It was they yeah. couldn't deal with us. I didn't. I didn't notice. I mean, I still thought Barkley played. I, I mean, obviously Barkley her hand, and for me it was like for like. But um, yeah, I suppose the more you say, but then but Barkley was he, he did drop quite deep, and there was times where he was. Behind Luis, and he just he just drove forward, you know. And um, uh, I 
I just think it was a joy to watch from from start to finish. And um, you know, we we even when they scored, we went back to two one. You know, last season we we would have considered. I mean, how many times last season did we go did we go ahead, and then end up losing the game? It felt like you know, a lot, but it probably probably wasn't actually actually that much in the end. Toward the start of the season, though, in particular, we, we did have that problem, but yeah. we just seem to have eradicated all deficiencies now. That yeah. that those feelings that you had about Villa feel so long ago now yeah. because like losing becomes a habit. Winning is now becoming a habit. We've picked up yeah. where we left off at the end of last season, and it's like they, they want more. You can say the players want more. They're like tonight, yeah. they weren't happy to get a few goals ahead and just sit back. They wanted more. They wanted to get more goals. Yeah, and... as well, Dan, we, we weren't reckless. Like We, we weren't reckless. Uh -huh. We didn't leave spaces. We didn't leave gaps. We didn't go gung-ho. We, we stuck to the game plan. We knew what we wanted to do. That shows a sign of a well-drilled, well-coached team, you know? And, you know, under the under maybe the early days of Smith last season, maybe he thought that he could play that way. But I do think he's starting from the back. And we're building from the back. But we just have such quality going forward that whenever we get the ball in their half... In the, in, in, in the opposition's half, we we look dangerous every time, and you know we didn't we didn't sit back on our laurels, but we also we also didn't lose our shape, and that was again so pleasing to see. You know we kept our shape, we kept our game plan, and we were just I mean I can't say it, we were just sensational, and oh fuck you know what I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I noticed it a little bit in the Fulham game, the back, the back four when we're defending go pretty narrow, I would say, mm. which relies on a lot of work from, work from your players on, on the wing. And Jack and Trezeguet, it's something that gets completely overlooked with Jack. He's obviously a joy to watch anyway, but his work rate right yeah. up and down the pitch yeah. is something that never gets spoken about, and it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, and again, I saw... What did I see? Did I see? I saw an article um, today. It might have been in The Guardian. Um, yeah, I read, I read it. Yeah. Who, who was the player that they were they were talking about? I know they raved about Concer. Concer was in was in there. No, no. I mean, it was it was about an, 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 another player who was being fouled constantly. Oh, I can't remember, mate. At the weekend, a lot, and a lot's happened it, since then. I, your, your joke was it was um it was an article about um Alan St Maxim. Oh yeah. Being being targeted and being fouled. And the article kind of pretty much said about referees have to 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 protect players like like St Maxim because they're getting fouled, you know, time and time again. Where do we see this about Jack? You know, the, these articles about about Jack Grealish, you know, and I think we get we get targeted as a, as a fan base for maybe being a little bit arrogant or maybe being a little bit uh, above our station. But you know, Jack's not all this, Jack's not all that, and blah 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 blah. The guy's world class. He's world class. Incredible. He's world class. I mean, tonight he absolutely just ran the show. He ran the show. And I tell you what, there's not one of those liver players in that team that I'd swap him for. I wouldn't I wouldn't swap him for anybody in world football. I wouldn't. He is just unbelievable. And the fact that he's a he's a he's a homegrown player, he's he's one of us, you know, he's a he's a villa boy, his family are all big villa fans. You know, you, you could not write a better script. And I, I tell you what, I would not swap Jack Reddish for any footballer in the world at the minute. I mean, I mean Liverpool couldn't even can, get near him. You, you can put that on a mug. You, you can put that on a mug and we'll, and we'll sell that as well. Put your face on there, though. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my big face. <laughs> but the thing is, right, you said about the most foul. I don't really remember him getting fouled too many times tonight because literally yeah. they, they, they could not touch him. And he's, and he's up against who's the... Who's the, the 
rated as the best, or one of the best right backs in, in the world, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And he, he absolutely ruined him. And Liverpool could not get near Jack Grealish. And no. it sounds stupid, but I'm watching Liverpool thinking, they need, they, they haven't got a player in, in midfield like him, in the middle of the park. I know he plays wide for us. But do you know what I mean? I think he would get yeah. in their team. I think he would improve I mean, Liverpool. Their midfield is probably their weakest link. Their, their midfield three is probably their, their least creative three, I would say. But what I would say about Liverpool is it shows you the value of, 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 of Alisson. Oh yeah. I mean, I. It's not a coincidence that that back four were terrified tonight because they didn't have Allison behind them. It's it's not a coincidence. I mean, you just knew, you just press, 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 um, press their keeper, and we did. I mean, there's no doubt that Smith said, "Right, boys, press Adrian, press Adrian, just press him." First two minutes, first but well, well, first five minutes, Watkins presses him, gives the ball away, Jack squares it off the the, the Watkins one nil. I mean that that's that's not a coincidence. I'm not saying that Allison doesn't make mistakes, but there's no there's no doubt in my mind that if Allison wasn't goal, it would not have been seven two, you know. And I think yeah. it just shows you the importance of a phenomenal of, 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 of a keeper of that stature. And we have one. We have yeah. one. Maybe not as, as good as Allison, but we have a keeper who is who makes our back four just believe that we can keep everyone out. And um and and like I said before at the start of the show. He made some brilliant saves in the first 15, 20 minutes. He kept he kept us in the game. And um again, he was just outstanding tonight. Martinez was just brilliant, absolutely faultless, didn't put a foot wrong. It was a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, like you say, he's the, making the saves at the crucial times. And if you think about how unsettled have we look at times when we've changed goalkeeper, but that yeah. would be something that Villa wouldn't usually take advantage of. And to do it in such an emphatic way as well. I mean, even the deflection gods. We're on our mm. side. Yeah, this evening. Twice. I mean, yeah, yeah. two, two, three deflections in there. You just think, what, what's going on? Because I've never really associated Villa being, being a lucky team either. But when you think about with some of the chances we missed, as well, it's it's probably evened out. Yeah, well. yeah, you hit the bar at the end. One of one. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it popped up on the screen. Uh, one of one of the the viewer comments saying that Watkins got interviewed post match and he and he was upset that that he hadn't scored yeah. more. And again. This just shows the mentality within the team. Now there's been a, there's been a real real shift in mentality at the club, and it's to coin your your favourite term, Villa are behaving like a big club again in multiple ways now on the pitch, off the pitch, the way the players are talking, Aston Villa are acting like a big club again, and we and we're reaping the rewards of that, Chris. Yeah, I mean you know. We are a big club, you know, and 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 like I say, like these journalists, they, they don't do their homework, and, and nobody nobody understands the fact that we're owned by owners that are wealthier than Abramovich. These guys are, I mean, we're owned by serial winners. We're owned by like you know, Edens and Suarez. Like their background is just phenomenal. And if I was a journalist, I'd be I'd be delving into Villa as a club and where we're at and how we spend this money and where's it coming from. And we are a massive club, but I don't think the journalists really understand that people, because I, I see fans going, how can Villa afford £20 million on, on a keeper or, or £33 million on a striker? It's because we've, we've got the money. We're owned by multi-multi-billionaires and they do not want to invest in a business that does not succeed. Those guys are serial winners in, in every walk of life. And yeah. it's just great to see that, that they're mentality is, 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 is rubbing off on the entire club. Yeah, I mean, again, I've talked about it before. You look what 
Eden's has done to, to the books there. Their franchise in the NBA was was nowhere near the levels that, that they're at now. And it's a lot of that will be to do with him coming in. I'm just hoping for a nod from the producer about our, our next guest, because we are supposed to have some of the guests joining us, but I can't see anything on my screen at the moment. So no thumbs down. We're struggling for guests at the moment. So it's all down to, to me and you, darling. We're going well, to have WhatsApp are pinging off here. There's a, it's oh, they're going off. WhatsApps. Ah, so, don't worry. Uh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll just carry it's on. Not, uh, we'll we'll, we'll talk for days, mate. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. We, I mean, we often talk on the phone about Villa. This is turning into to one of our long no, 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 no. conversations. Can I just, can I just so no, no, I call is. Dan, right? No, no, I call Dan every what well, every few days, right? Never answers his phone. Never answers his phone. Never, never, never answers his phone, and never calls back. I'm a busy boy, mate. But I bet very, you if, very if, if if Ian Taylor rang him, <laughs> it'd, it'd pick up. Or is, well, or, or is your best mate Gabby Bonhor? You pick up. I was going to mention Gabby, you know, actually. I was going to say, in the, you're talking about like journalists and pundits not doing their homework on Villa. I actually think the fact that Gabby is heavily involved in the media at the moment yeah. is, a, is a good thing because he's yeah. promoting Villa. And that, you haven't got all the Liverpool pundits or the Man U pundits that are promoting their clubs, backing their clubs to the hill all the time. It's actually nice to have someone on the mainstream yeah. media in Gabby. That's like making Villa be noticed, and then for us to then back it up on a pitch with something, something like that. I mean, some of the stuff he's been saying about Villa, it, it's all justified now. We've just gone and tonked the, the biggest team in the country, seven two, and it's un- unbelievable. And I, I, I'm struggling to do this show tonight. You can probably tell the people watching can probably tell. I'm finding it a struggle because I literally cannot live with, with what's happened. I just cannot believe that Villa have done that to, to Liverpool tonight. I, I've been going to Villa a long, long time. And I've just never seen anything like what, what I've just seen. I can't think of anything that made me feel like that did tonight in an individual game. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And even and you know, on the on the Gabby point and, and on the point, I think Mika Richards as well gives us a you know a lot of praise. I think Mika gets it, you know, he understands the club yeah. and um, you know, maybe he didn't have the best time at Villa, but you know, that was to, to him is the reason to him. You know, I know he's very, he's very friendly with a lot of the lads like Connor and Jack and whatnot. But um, he Mika also gives us a lot of praise, which is nice to see. So we've got you know got a, I know Carragher, like Carragher's a big big fan of Villa. And thing yeah, is, if, you're a, if, if you're a football fan, you'll respect Villa because you understand the history. And I'm not saying that we have to live on our history. And you know, we, we've had a shocking last decade, but any proper football fan understands what we've brought to English football and where we've been and the fan base and what we've won and the stadium and the players that have come through our club. So it's about, it's, a, it's about time, and I said before, it's about time people, you know, woke up and take us seriously. And, and um, if, I, if, I, if I hear anything tonight, whenever I re- re-watch all of the uh, post-match stuff, if I hear anything about Liverpool being unlucky or, or if I hear about Manny or, or, or Thiago or Alisson being injured, I'm sorry, like, we blew them to pieces. End of yep. story. Yeah, and we have got our next guest. He's now ready. The big man, Jerobi, all the way from the US of A. Here What's he going on, Jerobi? Sorry to keep you waiting, guys. No, no, no no worries at all, mate. What time is it there? I've got no idea of the, of the time difference. What what time is is it? I don't know. I've been drinking, Dan. I'm not sure what time it is. I think it's about, <laughs> seven, I think it's about seven past two. I mean, it, it feels like it's about nine, 1982 because that's just an absolutely in, in, incredible result. And I, I imagine you're as d- delighted as we are, mate, I just try and sum up what's happened. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like no. you guys. I've been, I've been listening in. I'm really not sure what, what has happened. 
I, I do know that um, my voice is a little shot. I know that it's probably going to be a late uh, wake-up time tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm, re I'm really hopeful or real thankful for the fact, rather, that the pub that uh, us over here in Pittsburgh usually uh, go to is closed still due to COVID because I would have got arrested and probably kicked out with uh, all, the, all the Liverpool fans that have given me stick over the years. I'm but sure I'm you happy send them some it. messages. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, literally my phone is, is quickly dying because I'm just getting messages from people all over the world, and it's, it's a crazy, crazy time. I'm, I'm just so so thrilled, man. I'm so happy. I I, I don't know, man. You, you just take it for years and years from all these glory hunting fans over here in the States that don't really support a club. They've got to get some low times with. So when you got the good times, you got to, you know, shove it in their face a little bit. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit different to you two in that I didn't really have a choice other than supporting Villa, but for you two, I suppose you've, you've made that choice. And yeah, for, my, for many times, it's, it's, it's been a bad choice, let, let, let's face it. But on a, on a night like tonight, you just, you've got to, you've got to save for these moments. I know it's only one game, and I hate trying, I'm trying not to get too over the top about, about one game. Obviously, we haven't won a cup, any, anything like that. But it was just a real statement performance. And I, I can't remember too many statement performances over the last few years, Mark. No, I can't remember any. I mean, I, I literally still hang my hat on the, the semifinal, the FA Cup semifinal. Yeah. Um, you know, a, lo a lot of people, you know, my, my villa age is about, what, 13, 14 years old. You know, so I tell people, like, I might be a little bit of an older guy and everything, but, like, my glory was like that. That was, it was Christian Benteke on fire, you know, things like that, watching Jack come into his own and mature. You know, mm -hmm. so you got to figure, like, mo moments like this aren't aren't something where, I'm going to forget about quickly or anything like that. This is a massive, massive thing for me. But, I mean, we can also talk about the fact that it's a massive, massive thing for the squad. Um, I yeah. said on Twitter at halftime that that 45 minutes might have been the most important 45 minutes of the West Edens and Nussi Sorari's ownership because we just needed to hold it together and make sure we saw the thing through. And once you begin to actually create a standard of winning and a culture of success, that that's that's what's really important for a club the size of Aston Villa. Yeah, no, like, like I said, sorry, Dan, I'm sorry. Can I jump yeah, yeah, in yeah. Just, um, just about tomorrow about the about the transfer window. Do you think maybe that might sway a few a few players that might have been on on the radar that might be you know coming in hand about signing? You watch that tonight. You think I want to play with Ross Barkley. I want to I want to play with Jack Grealish. I want to play with Watkins. I want to be in that environment. You know, surely you must be looking at that going wow. Yeah, Dolan, I think you're right on the money, brother, because you got to think about it. I mean, we even saw it with this whole uh, Milo Rashica deal that mm. people were saying that he wanted to play for a Champions League team and all this, and all of a sudden today we're getting reports from a couple Sky journalists saying that deal might be back on. He might have seen Villa maybe in the early uh, early time and early time of the season, rather, and said, hey, maybe I'd be able to slot in there. But, I mean, after after what we just saw, does we really have room in our squad for, for Rashica? So I think if they are going to pick players up, they are going to get, you know, solidify the depth out. I would still like a left back. I know that's like kind mm. of a popular opinion, but I, I would like someone to push Maddie target and it's no knock on Neil Taylor, but we know what Neil Taylor's about by this time, by this phase of his life. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's what happened with Barkley, isn't it? I think he was probably a little bit undecided when we were first in for him. And I think obviously his pals with Jack Grealish, but also the fact that we made a good start and it looks like a positive place to be. And I can't remember we've probably had these false like we've probably had false dawns over the last decade where we think right we've cracked it and i know it's only three games and we've, we've done nothing yet but it does feel it does feel like we've we've navigated a difficult period we've consolidated ourselves in the premier league by staying up another season that's given us another year's money it's another year's premier league experience of players that didn't have premier league experience before and everyone we just look like a good team now 
That's the most important thing. We're a team, and it's it's teams that win things, and it's team teams that end up getting higher than you think they're gonna they're gonna go, and their ceiling becomes higher because of that. And we just look like a unit, and you you haven't been able to say that about Villa for a long time, have you, Mark? No, and that, that's so important, Dan. I mean, anyone who listens to the podcast over on Under a Gas at Lamp knows, like, I'm really big into sports psychology. Not just on a matter of fact of like, oh, this player's in bad form and he was in amazing form, but why? But when you really put a team together and they're really like pushing in the same, like in the same way. And we, we saw that through Project Restart and now we're kind of starting to see it again. Not, I mean, we are seeing it again now, you can tell from today, but like the psychology of just the winning culture, not, not only is it going to drive you forward, but it's also going to kind of make you think, okay, can we really achieve things here? Can we, can we go above and beyond maybe? Let's, let's shock the world a little bit. And then you kind of start getting that underdog feeling, you know, behind you and you get that wind at your sails and you pick things up a little bit. I know, you know, Dolan was asking uh, Righty about, you know, his predictions for this season and whatnot. For me, I mean, after that performance, if we can do that to Liverpool and they might just have had an off night or whatever, man, but like I'm looking somewhere between like 10 and 12. If you can keep up that kind of form, that's not out of the question. And that's not me being like early optimistic or anything like that. That's got to be the aim now. Like the standard is the standard. And, and if you just set that bar and you set it, set it as high as you did, it, and it, just like Dolan said, if we go to Leicester, you know, drop a goose egg, get, you know, hit 3-0, 4-0, it's still not the end of the world because now, now we know what this squad is capable of. You know, and you can you can chalk it up to Ross Barkley being there. You can you can chalk it up to Ollie Watkins having a great game. You can chalk it up to Liverpool being poor, but this that's a precedent, man. And now we just got to push forward with it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not yeah, like, again, sorry, Dan, to, to, to jump in there, mate. Um, but I just it just shows you that even the best teams in the world can have an off day. You know, like it happens, um, and we may well take a pattern by somebody throughout the season. Well, as you said, Mark, like we know what this team's capable of and we know what we can do. And if we can do that to possibly the best club team in the in the in the planet, and we can do it to anybody. And um and I think we, we might get in one or two tomorrow and I still think we need a striker, but listen at the minute we're looking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, Mark, it's been, it's been brilliant to have you on and, and keep up the good work with Under a Gaslit Lamp as well. I saw you hit a nice milestone in the week. So for people that uh, don't already listen to Mark's stuff on Under a Gaslit Lamp, don't read the stuff on their website. Make sure you go and check them out because it's, it's a really good website and I've got some good stuff going on there as well. But we'll definitely have you on again, Mark. It's always great to see you and it's always great to speak to you and it's good to see you smiling, pal. Yeah, pleasure, guys. You take care. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you, bro. See you later, man. Daniel Dorrell. I'm getting some funnier feedback in my ears at the moment. I think it's just disappeared, actually. So that that's good. Yeah, good time to to mention Purity, our uh, our sponsors of the of the post match point. You'll see that there's a code hashtag Villaview if you do want to get your hands on some Purity goodies. I mean, I to be fair, I've been absolutely rinsing this stuff at the weekend. It, it's so so good. It's definitely worth definitely worth the money. So make sure you go on there. Don't put that in the shot. What a, <laughs> what an absolute clown. What an absolute I'm, clown. I'm still, I'm still waiting for my package. Well, I never don't advertise a rival beer on the show. Absolute catastrophe. What a clown. If, I mean, if that's the worst thing that happens tonight, to be fair, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with, with how, the, how, the, how the night goes. But what do you think of that Leicester game now? Because obviously, we've got, we've, we might get one or two in. I think we'll yeah. probably see one tomorrow. I'd be surprised if we got more than one in on, on deadline day. But... It's often when you've when you battered a team, I had a result that you that you really think is a great result. I remember us beating Chelsea one 0 on my wedding day, and then we followed that back up with a four one home defeat to Stoke. Like, yeah. 
how much do you put on, on, on the next game now and the fact of making sure you do follow it up with another positive result? Or do you just not think it matters? That, I can't answer it. I can't answer that question because you look at the results over the last couple of weeks, there's no sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. What would you What would you have got? I, I don't know if, if people are listening to this now or, uh, or, or, they, or they can comment on it if they watch it later, but what were the odds in Villa winning 7-2 tonight? <laughs> Mate, I wouldn't have even been odds for it. I wouldn't have it wouldn't thought. Have ex- it wouldn't have existed. So, you look at Leicester, 5-2 against Man City, and then they get tanked by West Ham. They got battered today by West Ham, 3-0. Yeah. A very, you know, very average West Ham team. So, Dan, I, do, I just, I think this season, something's, there's something in the air. There's something, there's something going on, whether it be the fans or the lack of fans or a lot of teams haven't strengthened. Only a handful of teams have really strengthened properly, like, you know, and, um, I, I, I don't know how he's got to take this this season game at a time because I can't call it, you can't call it, as we see in the predictions, we we both can't call it. So, no, who knows? Who? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the thing is with Villa is what we do this season will be an improvement because we've improved our squad massively, massively. So, yeah, you can't call it, mate. You, you just can't call it. You've hit on a big point there, though. I think is that. Teams have done business. I think every team will have done some business now in, in, in some way, or way, shape or form. But not many teams have improved to the level that I think we've improved. Every transfer has been bang on. I've, I've been speaking to my mate who's a QPR fan and he always ribbing me about Villa. He doesn't like Villa for some reason, but he's saying to me, he's hating the fact that he thinks every signing we make is spot on. He rates every signing that we make mm. highly. And we just we just seem so switched on. All of a sudden, and I think about how I was feeling last season towards some of the signings and the strategy that we made. You cannot knock anything with the strategy at the moment. I think we need to do more business. I do still think we're light in certain areas, but even yeah. if we don't get anyone else in tomorrow, we don't manage to get things over the line. Deadline day is an absolute minefield. Transfers are a minefield in general. I still think whatever happens, I think this has just been a ten out of ten window. I think so too. And listen, there's always going to be there's always going to be going to be areas where. You, you think maybe you could have done better. I, I, I do still think we need a striker. I think we need another striker. Yeah. I think Wesley would be would be suffice with with Watkins. Wesley, Watkins, and Davis would, would be would be good. But Wesley won't be back until probably the new year, and then he won't be fit probably until maybe February March of next season. By the time he gets up to up to yeah. game time, so you cannot you cannot go into the season with just Watkins and Davis because. You know, what if Watkins doesn't stay fit, you know? So for me, I don't know. Rashika looks like it's back in the cards, but does he come in and play as a sort of a semi-striker? I, I don't know his position. Can he play up top? Watkins and a Watkins mm. can go out to, the, out to the wings. Can Chori play up top on his own? I still think we, we need a strike from somewhere. And we may get Josh King. It may be a, a last-minute sort of transfer deadline day wonder signing, but... Listen, if Philly came calling tomorrow and asked me to come and join, I'll be there. I'll be there in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, that, I think we all would. I think our next guest is is now ready to come on. Aaron, he's usually got some good transfer knowledge. To be fair, so we'll be uh, we'll be picking his brains about that. But Aaron, mate, we talk about Villa all, all the time. We we definitely didn't talk about Villa being Liverpool seven to. No, we didn't. No, we didn't, mate. And um, I, I don't know. It was just fantastic evening. Fantastic evening. So great to see. Um, 
Villa playing like that and Villa giving their everything and, and everything happening uh, and going right, you know, against a team of Liverpool standards and Liverpool's quality. You know, last year they were the champions of this of this country um, and tonight it looked like they struggled to win any Sunday league team. You know, um, it was it was amazing. And I think what we have to make sure is that we don't um, just say that we well we played well tonight because Liverpool didn't. You know, Liverpool were dire, yes, but we were also fantastic tonight. And I think that was uh, it was really great to see. Every, everything worked absolutely buzzing. I'm sure every Villa fan tonight is celebrating with copious amounts of beer. I'm sure yeah, it's purity as well. Yeah, it's just just purity. So that's all anyone, all any Villa fan yeah. wants to drink. If you could pick out one thing from tonight, and it's very difficult to, to do this, what's, what's the one thing that impressed you? If you just pick, could pick one thing. Um, one thing. Let's go for a player. I think for me, it's Matty Cash. What, what, a, what a boy he is yeah. in that right-back position. And I know we've got a lot of love for Freddie in this club. Um, somehow, you know, it's a bit like Marmite. Uh, Elmo is a legend, you know, he does what he needs to do. But Matty Cash is, is the difference between everything that happens down that right-hand side. And tonight, he, he showed exactly why we paid a lot of money for him, to be fair. You know, a lot of money for a championship player exclude Watkins from this um, and, and Cash was class mate absolutely class couldn't, couldn't have asked for more I think, from him I, I, didn't, I didn't expect Cash to come in and settle in so quickly I mean he's, he's come in and looked like he's been Villa for the last three or four seasons He's, I mean he hasn't even flinched he, he been, and there are some quality players in that league I mean, if you if you handpick as we have the the top end of the, of, of, the, of the championship there's some real quality in that, in that league and I, I also I think Ben Rama should be in the Premier League in, in some capacity as well yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I think, I think for me, I, I didn't see much of Cash in the Championship, maybe because I wasn't paying too much attention to him, but I can see why the boys have got him in. I can see why people were saying for months and months this boy's destined to play at the top. Um, because like you say, you know, he's been with the club for, for two months and he looks like he's been in the Premier League for five years and, and he's an established right back at this level. Um, and that's all you can ask for when, when you sign new boys and you hope for the best when they come in. You're not quite sure what they're going to do, but I think Matty Cash has put everyone's ease, you know, mind to ease, for sure. I think the most impressive thing about Cash is the fact that he's only been playing right back for a season as well. Mm, he's a, he was a midfield player, so he's had one year in the Championship playing right back. True. He's suddenly out there playing against playing against Liverpool. I actually thought Jota was probably their most dangerous player in the, in the, in the first half, but Cash made pretty, pretty light work of him in... And it's impressive just because he has only had that one year's experience at right back. And it's Watkins as well. Watkins has played wide for the majority of his career so far. He's got one season in the championship playing as the main man. And Aaron, he's out there tonight scoring a hat-trick against Virgil van Dijk in Liverpool. Yeah, he's class, mate. He's absolutely class. And I know and I know of him very well. Being living in Devon, um, he's from the town that I live in. Um, you know, a lot of my mates who I train with in the gym all knew him as a kid. And he's a local boy. Um, and they're all absolutely buzzing to see him playing at this level, and, and rightfully so, because he, he is a talented, talented player. Um, for me, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of criticism for people like Watkins, who come in and don't quite kick it off on the first game, second game. But tonight, like Cash, proved exactly why he's been brought in to play at this level. Um, you know, he's got everything. And he reminds me of a very young Gabby Edmond Lahore. Um, he's got everything. He's got strength. He's got stamina. He's got pace. He's got... He's got wit, he's got confidence, he's got ability. It's, it's everything is there. Um, and I think for the most important thing, playing under Dean, is this versatility that he has and this flexibility that we can put him anywhere, really, across the front three. And I think he would perform 
Um, and that's why, for me, I really feel like we do need an additional striker to come in and really take that centre stage and, and allow Watkins to do whatever he wants in that kind of free role, top three striker-y kind of role. Um, and I, I hope I hope before the end of the day tomorrow that we can do that. But, um, yeah, Watkins, class, down class. We can't, we can't complain, mate. Not at all. Yeah. And Barkley came straight in, which me and you were speaking before the game, and a few Villa fans I saw on social media as well were a little bit surprised that we were changing the winning team. But as I said earlier, you just cannot argue with what he did out there tonight. I thought for a debut, again, first half in particular, I thought he was incredible. Yeah, I, 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 I just want, before we go on to Barkley, I just want to applaud Connor. And I think so many fans are quick to put Connor aside. I, I love Connor. He loves this club, and I think he gives his all when he plays for this club. Um, and I was, I was, you know, um, sad for him that he missed out tonight because he played well the last game um, and he gives it everything. Yes, OK, he's not, he's not always the man that makes a huge difference, but, but he plays well and, and he's a solid player for us. But Barkley came in tonight and again, showed exactly why he was brought in. And I don't think Barkley was just brought in because he's a new signing and he's a bit of a big deal. I think he was brought in because he matched the tactics that we wanted to play tonight. Everything went through Barkley, Louise in the middle, in that whole kind of, um, that, that diamond, you know, Barkley was at the centre of everything and, and, and that's exactly what we want to do. Whereas Connor perhaps wouldn't have been involved in that kind of setup so much. Um, so yeah, Barkley was class. Uh, he could have had a hat-trick tonight as well, Barkley, to mm -hmm. be fair to him. Um, yeah. You know, he could have had three or four for himself. There could have been a few of them fighting over the match ball, to, to be fair. I mean, I don't know about you, my favourite goal of the night was was Jack's little dink. I just thought he just completely summed him up as a footballer. And I, if I was pushed to give a man of the match, I'd probably give it to Jack, to be fair, because I thought he was, he was a joy to watch. But which, which one was your favourite goal, if you had to pick one out? Uh, I'm going to go with Watkins' first goal. It was no big deal, but for him, that was really, really important. And I think for us as a club, that's really important as well, because I said a few days back, it was only a matter of time before he did score. And now he has scored. The balls will just keep rolling in, mate, and the goals will come. Um, he needed yeah. to break that ice. However, that was, um, you know, whatever whatever it was looked like that he, that he did that with. You know, he, he had to score. Um, and now he's done that, like we've seen tonight. A hat trick, easy. We, we can go on and he'll get plenty of goals for us. 20, 25 goals this year, no doubt. Like, yeah, Watkins, Watkins' second goal for, for me was a goal. Yeah. I thought that was an absolute pitch. Yeah, it was a smart finish, smart work as well. I mean, all the goals were, were well worked. I mean, yeah. we just, we just, we made Liverpool look stupid. Let's face it, we made their high line look look absolutely ridiculous. And to be fair, I think at times it, towards the end of the game in particular, it was ridiculous. But do you know what I mean? We capitalised on it. We've obviously picked that out. We've obviously worked on something and said that's the way to get them. And I'm sure every team that plays them thinks that's the way we're going to beat Liverpool. We're going to beat, we're going to beat their high line, and we're going to get in behind them. But teams don't always manage to execute. But Aaron, we've executed everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think I think things have really changed since lockdown. And I know that sounds cliche because of the situation that we're in in this global pandemic. But since lockdown, we've really come back as this psychologically bonded team. And I felt like that's what we missed all the way through, right through to lockdown. Um, the players have clearly had a lot more time to get to know each other. They've clearly had a lot more time on the training field, understanding how each other works, where the weaknesses are, what they need to do to play to their strengths, etc., etc., and just having good fun together. And I think that's really showing now that we've had this kind of post-lockdown plus pre-season-ish time. Um, and the boys that like they know everything. They know every, you know, they know what each other's doing. They know where everybody's going to be. Um, and, and it's just insane, mate. And to, and to turn over a team like Liverpool, who, yes, truly tonight were diabolical, 
but they're still a, they're still a quality team. And if you picked out all the individuals, you know, from the Liverpool side, they get into most teams in the world across the world football. You know what I mean? So, um, and, we, and we've turned them over tonight, and, and we can be very proud of that. I think we need to stay humble and not get too complacent because we could easily go away next weekend and get battered by Burnley. You know, because that's just the league, that's the Premier League, that's how it works at the moment. Um, but the goals are coming in, aren't they? My God, we've seen yeah. so many goals since the beginning of the season. They're just rolling in. I don't know whether that's something to do with fans being absent and the pressure's coming off these boys and psychologically there's no pressure. I don't know what it is, but long may it continue, particularly at Villa Park. Just before you go, mate, I'm going to push you on, on transfers. What do you reckon is going to happen on deadline day? Do you see, do you see well, what do, who, do, how many do you see coming in for Villa, if any? I'll answer this in two parts. I think personally, I'd love to see two. I'd love to see a left-back-ish, centre-back-ish cover type player. Um, and I'd also like to see a front man, you know, a really big, decent front man. I'm talking uh, Joshua King, uh, a Tammy Abraham-esque kind of player. That's what I'd like to see coming in. But honestly, I don't know whether we'll get anything. Um, you don't think? And that's my, that's my honest opinion. Well, whatever happens, I don't think he's going to take away from the feel good that's there at the moment. I think we're all going to be buzzing about this for a long time. And to be fair, we've got a few weeks to enjoy it now with the international yeah. break as well. So that's that, that's a nice thing. And Aaron, it's been great to have you on. We'll have you on again, as I've said to everyone tonight. Always good to talk to you. Love it, mate. See you, boys. Enjoy. See, See you later. later. See you later, man. I think that just about does us, Dolan. I mean, I'm going to go back now and watch them I talk about the game. I don't watch, watch Master Day 2, I think, uh, until the small hours. I just sit and watch every highlights, reel in, in every language yeah, uh, I'm across gonna the world. But can oh. I just say, Dan, we, at the minute, we will be the most talked about club in the world right now. Well, right now, yeah. This, this is the, no, this, no this the biggest that. result in the, on the planet. Every media outlet in the world, we, we talk about Aston Villa Football Club, and that just fills me full of absolute joy and that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I'm just over the moon. I mean, mate, look at the league table. I don't know whether you're looking at the same stuff as yeah, me. The league table's yeah. just popped up on the screen. Villa 3 for 3. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the game in hand on... Uh, we're our game in hand, mate, and we're, we're top with our uh, goal difference that we've got going on as well at the moment. Oh, it's, just... it's, it's only four games, but, we're, but we're, we're nine points off the bottom three, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... It's, it's safe to say the lead table looks a lot better after uh, three or four games than it did for us last season. That, that's yeah. an, that's well, an I mean, absolute... How, how, many, how many games did it take us to get to six points? What, eight? So, it must take about 14 to get the nine? Yeah. We're, uh, we're a quarter of the way to safety, I would say. Exactly. At this point. And that's after three games. So I think we're in a in a pretty good place compared to this time last year. Mate, it's been good to chat to you. I'm glad glad to have you back. Pleasure. It's been great to have you on. Pleasure, mate. And you mentioned Tom Julian earlier. I've got to say, Villa have picked up since Tom Julian's left. <laughs> We're a real, a real force to be reckoned with since Julian, since Julian packed his back. So I don't, I don't think harsh. you should welcome him back with open arms too much. Oh, but no, harsh. it's been great. It's been great. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Purity and apologies to Purity as well for Chris's little act of Sorry, sorry. Listen, listen I think it's on the way. So I'll just have yeah, a laugh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit excited tonight. So yeah, I understand. And thanks to everyone who's watched as well. I feel like I want to apologise because I literally, everything feels like a blur. I don't even know what I've just been saying for the last 45 minutes, hour, however long we've been on. So thank you ever so much for joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday with the first Luke Live Lounge on the of the season. There's literally been no way to do one with all the games. We've had to keep doing the post-match points. So yeah, we've got a Luke Live Lounge on Tuesday. I'll be Dolan and myself. Maybe be able to chat about the game in a bit more of a less giddy way. Yeah. A reason why. But yeah, thanks ever so much for watching. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Purity. Thanks to football. Thanks to everyone. See ya.
Sports Social Podcast Network.